Welcome to Real Mom Talk, a show that brings a little sanity, help, and humor to the insanity we feel as a mom. I'm your host, Alicia Carlson, and I want to dig in and talk to you about what it is that is holding you back from being the mom you want to be. Is it mom anger, anxiety, or just complete overwhelm? Well, girlfriend, we're going to change that. Together, we'll move you from feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and stuck to tapping into the joy of motherhood. So get ready to snort, laugh, dig deep, and be soul-fueled with Real Mom Talk. My friend, you are on your way to being that freaking awesome, happier mom you were meant to be. Welcome back to Real Mom Talk, friends. So today, I just want to jump right into our topic about how we speak, the words that come out of our mouth. And let me tell you that I am absolutely preaching to myself in this episode. This is an area where I fail daily, multiple times a day. I am not as intentional with my words as what I should be. So think back to when you were a kid. How many times did your mom say to you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? You guys, I still need that reminder. I spend so much time telling my boys, please be nice to each other. Please say nice things to each other. Kind comments only. And yet at the same time, I'm not living that same way. The words that come out of my mouth are not necessarily the nicest words I have ever used. When I get frustrated, let me tell you, I can swear like a sailor. I would put a sailor to shame. I am a closet cusser. Yes, if you and I were to meet on the street, I would probably not start swearing. But at home, let me tell you, you get me going and there's going to be some words that drop out. And while it's easy to see in our kids where they need to work on their words, it is harder to identify and correct our own words to see what is coming out of our own mouths. We tend to justify what we say. We yelled at our kids because they irritated us. We swore because we smashed our finger in the drawer or are mad at the driver who cut over on us. Let me say this, it doesn't matter what the reason is that we feel we should use the unkind words or that we justify using words that are not wholesome. What matters is that we didn't take the time to intentionally think about the words coming out of our mouths that may not be speaking life into ourselves or into those around us. So I have to giggle. I'm a mom of three boys. You guys, there's a lot of testosterone in our house. There's a lot of bodily function jokes. It's nothing for us to laugh about farting or burping. And I am probably the one that started it. When I was a kid, I had two cousins and I used to have burping contest and I freaking rocked at that. I mean, we practiced. We practiced and built up great skill doing loud, obnoxious, disgusting burps. It was pretty funny. My cousins lived an hour away from me. I was an only child, and so I loved every time I got to see them. I still do. And... Let's just say every time we were together, a burping contest was involved. So at my grandparents' house, they always set us kids on what we called the back porch. It was kind of like a mud room, but the word mud room wasn't really a thing at that point. So it was a big room where you walked in from like their carport 
and the washer and dryer were back there. They hung up their coats there. And that's also where they had the basket of toys for us kids and a tiny little picnic table for us. And so anytime our families were together, all the adults sat in the dining room around the dining room table and us three kids got set out at this little tiny picnic table on the back porch. And grandma always had Sprite for us. It was the perfect fuel needed for one of our burping contests. So I'm just going to tell you this. Here's how you had this burping contest. You would take a drink of Sprite and you would try to swallow it in a way that you would get all of the 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 full potential of the carbonation in that beverage because your goal was to burp and when you burped you would say bat you would use the word bat and then on the actual burp itself you would burp out boo so it'd be like bat boo you know it would like it don't worry I didn't really burp there but it would like the boo part would come out as like this really deep growly burp and it was hilarious and our parents and grandma and grandpa would be in the other room going kids stop burping just eat your meal and then if we didn't have a meal at grandma and grandpa's house and it was at my childhood house we did not have a dining room our dining room was actually our office and so we had an eat-in kitchen the table was only big enough for the six adults so as kids would always get put at a kid table somewhere else and when the weather was nice our kid table was the table that my parents had on our screen in front porch now realize back in the 80s at least in my small town having a screen in front porch was not unheard of and so we had lounge chairs out there we had lawn chairs there was not patio furniture as plush and extravagant as what there is now Anyways, we had a table that sat out there permanently. And so when my cousins would come over, that is a table that we always got set at. I lived right in the heart of a small town on a corner. And with the screen in front porch, you could see in almost all directions. And so we would keep on the lookout for neighbors that would be walking by. And if we'd see someone like a block away, us kids would jump up from the table and we'd get down on the floor because the the windows were only like waist high and up. So we would get down on the floor and we would hide behind this half wall on the side wherever this person was going to walk by. And we'd get down there and we'd wait. We'd have a spy. One of us would be on the lookout for this neighbor to be getting close. And when they would walk by, we would do a guttural belch so loud. We had to see what kind of impact this big old burp had on the, the person walking by. And so we would we would peek up just so our eyes would be able to see over the windowsill. It was hysterical sometimes. That neighbor jumped. Sometimes they looked around like, what on earth? But where our front porch was located was a right angle from the house. And so you could see from the kitchen where the parents were sitting out to the table of the front porch. And once the parents would realize that we were doing one of our burping things, my dad would yell, damn it, kids, stop burping at the neighbors. And we would burst out in hysterical laughing because how many times do you get that said to you, right? So anyways, I probably started the whole burping, farting phenomenon in our house because I'm as mature as a 12-year-old boy. But we have a lot of ill-humored jokes in our house. And so I'm telling you this story right now because of a conversation that I had with my high-performance coach the other day. 
So being here in Puerto Rico, I really came with the intention that I was going to get a lot of work done because I wasn't going to have as much housework to do. We're living in a house that is 900 square feet with a 300 square foot terrace. We wouldn't have yard work to do. We wouldn't have as much laundry to do and dusting and all of the other things that comes with being at home. I thought I was going to be so productive while we were here. And in fact, I feel like it's kind of been the opposite. I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and work. But while we were here, I had signed up for a podcasting virtual summit. And I told the boys, we were traveling in the car one day and I told them, I'm like, listen, I love you guys. I love spending time with y'all. I have loved every minute of being here, but mom has really not gotten the work done that I wanted to do. And I have this summit coming up and I expect to be able to watch it in peace. It seems every time I put in my AirPods, y'all come over, you tap on my shoulder, you need something, you want something, you mouth to me, what's for snack, what's for lunch, what can we have to drink? And I said, you know what? Not all questions have to be aimed towards me. You can wait a little bit. You kind of know what our routine is here. I want you to leave me alone. I need for you to be respectful. And let me tell you, if you come over and you tap on my shoulder while I have my AirPods in, you are probably going to have your little man part twisted off. I'm just going to snap those little things right off. And they were like, oh, mom, they, they knew I was kidding. But I was saying, I need you to leave me alone because there's something that I need to do that's more important than feeding you for the 50th time in two hours. And so as my high performance coach, I don't know if she's a coach or a therapist, feels a lot like therapy, but it is really, really good stuff. If you ever have the opportunity to do life coaching or to have a high performance coach, do it or go to therapy, do it. Anyways, our our conversation this last week was actually about productivity and we were talking about being courageous and really sharing with people what it is that you need to share. And I told her, I'm like, you know, knowing that productivity was something that we are going to be discussing in detail and knowing that I'm pretty darn courageous in all areas of my life, except for maybe setting boundaries with my family when it comes to my work time, because I never want my kids to feel like they come second to mom sitting behind a computer. I had a dad who built a business. Uh, He started his business, a carpet cleaning business, when I was about two years old. And I realize now as an adult that he was working his butt off and working long hours during the day and always gone because he was building a life for his family. But when you're a kid, you just sometimes don't see that. And so I felt like dad was avoiding us a lot. I felt very... Um, separated from my dad. He loved us, but I saw it from a different perspective. I saw it from he was always working, he was never home kind of thing. I don't want my boys growing up feeling that way. I don't want them to see that mom's behind the computer all the time. They're not able to differentiate when I'm doing things like our family budget versus when I'm doing things like producing a podcast, editing a podcast, doing graphics for my work, writing a chapter of my book. They don't see the difference in those things and I don't want them to feel like they come second. So I've always allowed them to come up and ask me questions and especially with COVID and remote learning, I'm like, hey, your schoolwork 
comes first to you. If you need anything, you come to me. Don't you dare worry about interrupting mom. But at the same time, that has led to overstepping that boundary where I'm not able to be productive because I'm so busy serving other people. And yes, I should be serving my family, but I do need those boundaries there too. And so this past week, as I was telling my boys, listen, there's this virtual summit that I'm going to be a part of and I need time. And if you don't give me time, if you come tap on my shoulder, your little cojones are going to end up getting snapped off. You know, they thought it was funny. They're in the backseat of the SUV, cackling like a bunch of little hens, making, oh, that's painful. (laughs) They knew that that threat was a joke, but it was also a way for me to say, let mama work. And so as I'm sharing with my high performance coach, what I told the boys and how they have respected my work time. I've actually had time to do this. It has been fantastic. She said, Alicia, can I tell you something? Please, please do. This is why we're doing this. This is why I'm sitting through these therapy sessions with you is to become better, to become better in my personal life, to become better in my work life. Please, absolutely. I want you to share with me. And she said, I am glad You know, they always put a positive spin on it, right? I'm glad that you were able to set boundaries and say, I need time to do this. She said, but I want you to think about the way that you did this. Threatening your boy's man parts are probably not the best ways for you to get that message across to them. Even if you're kidding, think about how it would feel to a kid that might not know that you're kidding. I told her, I said, well, Yeah, I get that. I get that. My kids know that I joke. They know that I would never do anything to hurt them. And she's like, but think about it was a small child, how terrified they might be of thinking that they're going to lose their manhood because mom needs some time alone. She said, rather than threatening your kids, which she understood that I was joking, but she said, rather than threatening your kids, What would it look like if you encouraged them and inspired them and showed them in a positive manner that you need that time? And I thought about that and I thought, you're right. You're absolutely right. And the funny thing is, is sometimes I don't say things to you as listeners and as my audience and as my readers and those that are following me on social media because I'm concerned on how you'll perceive my message. You know, I want my message to give you a little gut punch. I'm going to be very honest because sometimes just like we're talking today about the words that come out of our mouth, sometimes it's easier to pinpoint somebody else's flaws and not see where we need help in our own lives. And so I want my message to you to jump out and to get your attention, but I'm worried that it will offend you or I'm worried about how it'll come across. But yet I don't take that same point of view with my family because they know me. They're with me every single day. They know that mom's a joker, that I tease, that I like to, you know, have fun, that I like to laugh. But my coach was absolutely right when she said, Alicia, think about how much better it would be if instead of threatening, if you encouraged moms, I want you to feel encouraged. That is my whole goal in talking to you about anger and anxiety and overcoming what overwhelms you and about being a better mom. It's not to make you feel bad. It's to encourage you to do better. But I realize that as I'm trying to encourage you, and I'm so intentional and cautious of what I say to you, I'm not putting that same lens on the things that are coming out of my mouth in my home. I'm not even putting that same lens on the way I talk to myself. And that can be as damaging as anything else. The words that we say and speak to ourselves, 
even if we don't say them out loud, what we think about. It just so happened that the same week that I had this conversation with my high performance coach, I was reading in Ephesians how we should not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. And in fact, I'm going to read that to you right now. The verses are Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Ladies, I was so convicted between that conversation that I had with her and this Bible study reading, and I just thought, you know what, this is something that I don't know if y'all need to hear as much as I do, but something that I think we should really make an intentional part of our lives is realizing what it is that comes out of our mouth and applying a filter to what comes out of our mouth. Several years ago, I found the acronym THINK, and I told her, boys, gentlemen, this is what I want you to do because they, they just go through seasons of nastiness with each other. I'm sure as a mom, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so the acronym THINK, I absolutely love this. THINK stands for what you ask yourself about what you're about to say. And then the letters T-H-I-N-K stand for is what you're about to say true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And I'm going to be honest, we had to add to the letter I because for a while we couldn't remember what I stood for. So we said, is it intelligent? Because sometimes the craziness that comes out of our boy's mouth gets to be a little too much. It ends up making Brad and I frustrated. It gives them a reason to bicker with one another. They think they're being funny and it is just really irritating. So we added to I, is it intelligent? Is it important? And is it inspiring? This is an acronym that we should all live by. Ephesians 4.29 are words that we should live by, not letting any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, that it may benefit those who listen to them. So as I'm telling my boys that, hey, mom needs time to herself, and I'm going to snap off your cojones if you don't give me some time, if you come and pester me, that's not uplifting. It's not encouraging. Necessary? Maybe, but not the way I said it. And so, moms, I I challenge you today to push pause before you open your mouth. Push pause on what you're about to say to your kids. And I'm saying this to me, too. I know that might sound a little harsh, but before I open my mouth and speak, I need to push pause and think about what it is that I'm about to say. I need to pause and consider the effects of my words before I just spew out whatever it is that comes to my mind. Because trust me, what it is that comes to my mind is not nice a lot of times. And if I'm saying that to my kids, what's it saying to them? How is it going to build their self-esteem? How is it going to build how they feel about themselves, how they view the world, how they treat others? You know, once I had read an article where the author had used the word a-hole and how she defined her kids. And I'm like, yes, our kids act like that a lot. And let me say, I have been guilty of calling my kids behavior. Not nice words like that. 
Is that kind to them? No. Is it necessary? No. It might be necessary for me to say, hey, be kind, but to use unkind words, to use the word a-hole towards them is never appropriate. It's never appropriate for me to use towards anybody, not even myself. That's where the idea of not letting any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth comes into play. Even thinking, oh my gosh, I'm such a jerk or I'm such a bad mom. I can't believe I just said that. Guess what? When I say that to myself, even if I don't say it verbally, even if I'm just thinking it, whatever it is that I think, whatever it is that I say, that is going to skew how I view the world and how I speak to others. And my friend, I don't want to tear others down. That is not my goal in life. My goal in life is to encourage others, to encourage you, to encourage my family, to encourage the moms in my small group at church, to encourage myself. And I am going to tell you, I have not been intentional in making sure that I do that in all areas of my life, not even close. What does it mean when I'm letting these unwholesome things come out of my mouth? I'll I'll just tell you. It means that I'm not in a positive mindset. It means that I have not spent enough time in the Word and not enough time with Jesus who tells me how amazing I am. Friends, I need people who speak truth to me in love, just like the high-performance coach. As she said, Alicia, hey, what if you did this instead? It would make you better. And something that she even built upon is, think about how, even though if you're joking, if you're threatening to snap off your kid's man parts, she said, think about how your body reacts to that. Your body may not realize that you are joking. You might be like, ha, ha, ha. But she said, when you threaten someone, even if it's a joking threat, there is some truth behind it. And your body doesn't realize the difference between a joke and reality. And so what you're doing is you're creating tension in your body. You are creating anxiety in your body. When you do that, you're not giving yourself energy. You are not giving positive vibes to your soul. You're opening that door to allow more negativity to come in there. And that is not what you should be doing to create a positive, encouraging area for your family or a positive mindset for yourself. And I thought you're absolutely right. Even if it's a joking threat or I'm threatening to take a privilege away, if I turn the negativity around into something that challenges my kid, it's going to do exactly that. And it's going to speak life as well. Moms, if you're allowing unwholesome thoughts to come out and you're expressing these things, you are holding yourself back. I'm holding myself back. It will never get us to being the person that we truly desire to be. It won't help us in our parenting. It won't help us develop those positive, strong bonds of of connection with our kids, with our families, with our spouse. So instead of getting frustrated and letting unwholesome things or letting negative things come to your mind or come out of your mouth, I want you to start thinking about positive, life-giving things. Instead of thinking what you can't do or how bad a situation is, I want you to find the good. Move forward with a healthier mindset. Move forward in truth and speak life and speak love. Make sure you're doing that in everything, especially in your kids' behavior. There are so many behavioral patterns that happen with my boys that just makes me want to scream. I want to lash out irrationally and scream. I hate how they bicker with each other. I hate how they poke and prod each other until they make each other mad. Can't stand it. 
I was never exposed to those behaviors. And so seeing them do that, I I think, why can't you treat each other with love? Why can't you be nice to each other? But rather than shaming them for doing these things, what if we spoke love to them saying, you are so lucky to have a brother. Let's make sure that we're treating them with kindness. Our boys think that RKO by some wrestler is hysterical. It's some sort of wrestling move or like you body slam the other one. And they're constantly like, ha ha ha, watch, I'm going to RKO my brother. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, you're not. But knowing that they think that this RKO movement is hilarious, I came up with a little acronym, KCO, of which I hear them saying to each other. And they even say to me as well. And KCO in our family means kind comments only. So someone's going, you're so weird. Why do you do that? I'm like, hello, KCO. And they're like, ugh. They don't like it, but it points out, hey, we're not speaking life. We're not speaking kindly. Please be nice to each other. And so, my friend, what is it today that you can do to speak life? What is it that you can do today to take unwholesome talk out of your mouth? Do you need to have a swear jar? I probably need a swear jar. If you do, make one. If you need to have your kids go, KCO, mom, KCO, it's really, really irritating to be corrected by your kids. But yeah, they've called me out more than a few times since we started this. You can't take it hard. You can't take it personal. Sometimes us moms still need as much training as our kids do. And with that, I want to leave you with one more scripture. I want to read to you Philippians 4, 8. And I want you to think about this today as you go about your day, as you interact with people, even as you're stuck in line at the checkout with the slowest checker out or person and you're frustrated or after your kid has asked you for the 30th time what you're going to do this weekend or if they can stay up late. I want you to think about this scripture. Let it resonate in your spirit. And that is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about these things. If it's good, think about it. Say it. Let your words be a legacy of love. You know, we hear all the time that we are raising legacy makers. We are raising world changers. But don't forget, Mama, that you, you are a world changer. You are a legacy maker. You can change the lives of your kids and of generations to come by how you change your own life, by the words that come out of your mouth. So speak love, speak life, and be that amazing mom that I know you are. All right, girlfriends, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you and to challenge us to be better in the words that we use. Friends, I ask that you would please share this episode on your social media. Take a screenshot of this episode, tag me in it, and then speak love to yourself, love to your kids, because you are changing lives every single day. 